Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nez Nation Live podcast. It is yours truly, Professor Nez. So grateful to have you here with us. I can't wait to get into the content for today, this unbelievable interview with Dan Courier from Creator Fundamentals YouTube channel. He is the man when it comes to fast-tracking your success and growing your audience and growing your YouTube channel. Um, I, I can't wait to get into it. Before we do, though, before we do... I haven't really done this in previous podcast episodes, and I felt like maybe I was neglecting this. So if you're new here, if you're just, you know, perhaps you're searching and you found, oh, hey, how to grow your YouTube channel. Cool. I want to find, I definitely want to know how to do that, especially since YouTube is, I just, some crazy stat, uh, maybe just to give a little bit of context to this episode and why this is so important for you, not only as a content creator, as a business owner, as a marketer as somebody who wants to build their presence online, but just as an individual who has something to share. I read something the other day, and by the way, look this up as of this recording, that more people watch YouTube session time, the session time on YouTube between uh, the demographic between 18 to 49 year olds is more than all of the top networks on cable combined. In prime time. So the the amount of so session time, the amount of time that is spent on YouTube uh, from 18 to 49 year olds, the amount of time they spend on YouTube is more than all the other prime time cable networks combined, which is insane, which totally makes sense too, by the way. So um, if that doesn't, you know, give you compulsion to want to listen to what Dan Curry has to say, I don't know what will. You need to understand how to leverage this unbelievable platform, okay? So if you're new, but I, I want to give a little bit of brief background into who who's this dude? Who's Professor Nez? So I am a LinkedIn consultant. I am a brand strategist. I'm also a writing professor. I'm an author, a speaker, executive career coach. Um, and if you want to know more about me and you want to know more about my services, please go to professornez.com. And if you already know who I am, a lot of you already know who I am and you're curious, hey, I'd like to get some one-on-one coaching or consulting, go to professornez.com forward slash consulting and you can find all that information there. I would love, love, love to work with you. I would love, love, love to help you get your branding, get your message, discover your purpose and how to share that with the world. So that would be lovely, lovely, lovely. But enough about me. Let's get right into it. I am super, super excited to present to you this interview. This was a live stream interview, as all of these Nez Nation Live podcast interviews are. We do it live on Facebook. We do it live on Instagram. We do a TriCast Periscope. Um, if you want to join the conversation, if you would like to really be notified when these interviews go live uh, and really participate, become a participant of the conversation and engage, which we really try our hardest to make sure that our audiences feel like they're a part of the entire you know stream, go to Professor Nez on Facebook. Okay, so that's facebook.com forward slash Professor Nez. Make sure you click the notifications and click the see first button. So when you hover over notifications on Facebook, you click on notifications and you can actually manage how where I come on your newsfeed. 
So it's really important that you understand how to do that because when you hit the live notification and when you hit that see first button on Facebook, that is when you can really get notified when we go live and really be a part of the conversation. So that is, uh, get on that if you haven't already done that. And without further ado, let's get right into it. Do you want to discover how to leverage the number one video platform in the universe, YouTube, understand how to grow your channel, understand how to amplify your audience. Dan Courier from Creator Fundamentals. This guy has really come up with an unbelievable formula. He's over 10,000 subscribers in less than a year. As of this recording, he probably has a lot more by now. And he came on our show to talk to us, to talk to yours truly, Professor Nez, and you guys, Nez Nation. And boy, you probably want to hit rewind a bunch of times or take out your pen and notes and take notes on this one, really, because he gives some serious concrete tools and some serious advice on how all of us can grow, amplify our message, build our brand, build our presence on YouTube. And without further ado, let's get right into it. Thank you so much for listening. is the founder and the main content creator and producer for probably one of the like skyrocketingest fastest growingest YouTube channel I've sprinkles thank you Andy YouTube channel I think I've ever seen grow this fast in the last 12 months he went from zero subscribers you can see it in the show notes right there the description of the of the stream starting uh, last year, back in April, and it's already April 23rd, and he's almost at 10,000 subscribers. I've never seen anything like it. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you the man behind the veil, Mr. Dan Courier. Dan, how are you, brother? Good, Professor. How are you? I am doing fantastic, dude. It's <laughs> such an honor to have you on the show. You know, it's not even about, it's not even about, let me just say this. You know, I, I I promoted the show earlier tonight, and I and I talked about meeting you at Vid Summit, and maybe you could talk about this a little bit too. I feel that the kind of people that I want to have on my show, of course, they have something that they can bring to my audience, right? There's so many people in my audience who are trying to grow and get bigger, and you know, trying to create stuff that matters in the online world, and especially YouTube. But like when I met you at Vid Summit, I just want to say this, and I don't even think Dan saw this coming. I just thought, man, what a humble dude. What an absolute, genuine, authentic man. You were so down to earth. And I was like, I got I think I remember. Wasn't that the time, Dan, where I was like, you, you got to be on the show? It might have been. Yeah, I think we've had that conversation a couple times over the right. Over the months, but yeah. And here we are. We finally did it. <laughs> We Live finally did it. I'm so excited. I'm going to share this out. I'm going to share this all over. Calvin, good to see you. Ambie, good to see you. Thank you for checking in. Please share this out. Dan, go ahead and tell our Nez Nation audience, especially for the podcast listeners, tell our Nez Nation audience just a little bit of a background about who you are, where you come from, and how this whole thing started, and I'll share this out. All right. Well, I'll try to do this as quickly as possible. So, <laughs> Take your time. No worries. <laughs> um Probably started my first YouTube channel uh, called The Average Dan about three years ago. It was last April. 
uh, when I decided to kind of get serious and quote unquote, quote unquote, learn exactly how YouTube growth worked. Um, got into that in April of uh, 2017 and started doing it for a few months and was surprised at just how well it worked once you learned the way it was supposed to work and then apply uh, those best practices um, mm-hmm. to the point where uh, it kind of inspired me to want to share that information with other people. One of the biggest things that I um, you know, have always shared with my subscribers and stuff is the value of community and getting involved with like small YouTuber communities and things like that, which is exactly how I started to grow on The Average Dan. And then I realized that, hey, um, this is really good information. People need to to know about this, started to try to share it from The Average Dan, realized that really wasn't the proper venue. And I'm like, I need a place to, to be able to share these things, not as some expert, just as somebody who tried them, realized they worked and tried to share them with the fellow community. And, uh, you know, uh, between there and June, I, I came up with the idea of Creator Fundamentals. Um, so on June 15th of last year is when I uh, uploaded the trailer to Creator Fundamentals. And now we, I think we just crossed 10 months and uh, we're closing in on 10,000 subscribers. Oh, man. It's just insane. It's absolutely insane, Nez Nation. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I, I've never seen anything like it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's stories out there i'm sure there's creators out there who've done it god bless them and it's awesome but like i've never seen anything like it and i just i I think that this is going to be such an amazing show we got people pouring in right now please share this out if you know anybody guys who uh anybody even if it's a friend family member colleague who's even a little bit curious about how to grow on youtube we're going to be talking to a dude who's just been blowing it up so please share this out. Hey, good to see you, Jenny. Creator Fundamentals. I'm going to leave all of, actually, as a matter of fact, Dan's going to leave his channel link in the comments. If not, you know, during our conversation, but definitely at the end of our conversation. By the way, Dan, you have absolute carte blanche to leave as many links as you want in the comments. You've got to check it out, especially Jenny. You know, Coach Jenny, we've had her on the show. She's awesome a fantastic life coach who actually went to vid summit with all of us and really is taking her YouTube game seriously. And there it is right there. I'll pin that comment. Thank you, Dan. Mm-hmm. I'll pin that comment to the top. So, so, so you, you started off with the average Dan, how mm-hmm. did even, how did even the thought of like, I'm going to go into video, I'm going to go into YouTube. Where did that spark come from? I mean, have you always been, did you come from a film background, a video background or where did this all even come from? Or did you just say to yourself, well, I know where the attention's going. This is where I need to go as a smart business person. Well, actually, it was kind of a, it was a very uh, um, long way of circling back. When I was in high school, I uh, prepared for high school, all through high school as an art major, um, you know, took photography and, 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 you know, fine art and all kinds of things uh, in high school, preparing to go to school for some type of art-based um, you know, job or career, whatever it was, I actually left school and went into college for advertising design and production, um, ended up going to a, a distant community college that, uh, I had never visited before I went and it just wasn't a very pleasant experience once I got there. So I ended up coming home for Thanksgiving, didn't go back, enrolled the following semester at my local community college for marketing um, which led into my bachelor's degree in business. And then ultimately, 
Uh, after that, I went and got my master's in computer information systems, and my my quote unquote day job is in that field now. So, computer um, information systems. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, so you still have that day job, correct? I do. Very I do. cool. Very cool. This is another. I think this is this is important to point out. So many people think that the only way to grow on these platforms is to go full time, and that you have to commit to it, and you have to eradicate any other distraction. You have to be this sort of you know, uh, this kind of gremlin in the basement theory, you know, screw everything else. You can't have a family, no distractions, no strings. Here's a guy, because I, I really, this really resonates with me, Dan, your story, somebody who has two kids, you can see my two kids right there. Somebody who has two kids, a wife, a mortgage, but who loves content creation, who is a content creating machine. Um, I know Dan, you know, that I've been taking my YouTube game up the next level these last six, seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially my live shows have been going for the last two years. I just absolutely love it. The podcast is new. You know, you don't, do you, what do you say to people, Dan, who say, well, you know, yeah, of course he's grown or yeah, of course he's doing well on YouTube. He has all the time in the world or he must not have another job. Or do you think that, do you think that that's one of the, you know, sort of myths about this is that you have to kind of only be focused tunnel vision without any sort of other kind of life, you know, facets, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee and, you know, that whole mindset and the, the whole hustle thing. And I think one of the things that gets lost by people is, I mean, there's, there's people out there who will, will tell you, hey, you got to go in 110%, quit your job and just go in because when you have that risk, you know, you're going to, to push yourself even harder. But the reality is um, when you have responsibilities, when you have a family, I have two kids, three dogs, a cat, after school sports and everything for the kids, that's just not responsible in my, in my situation to say, Hey, I want to be a YouTube star. Let me quit that, that, uh, you know, reliable income. So uh, for me, obviously that's the priority. Um, But at the same time, I wanted to find a way to be able to to do this and do this successfully. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's one of the big messages that I hope to share in the future is that you can have a part-time hustle, you can do it the right way, and you can succeed. For me, it's been all about, um, you know, 9 p.m. to midnight or 2 a.m. to get the content going. In the very beginning of Creative Fundamentals, it was three videos a day, uh, three videos a week, um, and there were a lot of nights that ended at two o'clock in the morning, but uh, I had an idea of what I was trying to build, and, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to um, kind of build on momentum whenever I could. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which, which eventually led to they, one of the common things you hear is that any given channel can change on a single video. And that's, that's very much the way it happened for me. Um, you know, so hopefully we'll get a chance to, to talk about that. For me, it was almost like changing on two videos, but uh, um, it's one of those things where it, there is enough time to be had. And, and Gary Vee brings this up and probably more, some of his more recent content with the idea that, um, the opportunities that are available to us because the internet exists are not opportunities that our parents had or that our grandparents had. Oh yeah. The idea to ever complain about anything like, Oh, YouTube's not fair. Well, YouTube didn't exist for our grandparents. They couldn't come home at night and make a second income from the comfort of their home, you know, and to to ever complain about sitting on your butt in front of a computer and being able to make money like that, you know, uh, it just really gives you some perspective and, and really shows that there's opportunity there for, you to do anything you want to, as long as you 
are willing to put in the effort that matches exactly what it is you're hoping to, to achieve. So human beings suffer from temporary permanent amnesia. I call it temporary permanent amnesia. We forget so easily, you know, everything that's happened in our lives, all the blessings, all the things that we're, we should be grateful for. It sounds to me, Dan, that you're talking about perspective, have some perspective and definitely there's so many people out there talking about this, Gary being one of the kind of forefront forerunners of this philosophy as of late. Um, have some perspective on this. Yes, the algorithm is going to get funky. Yes, these platforms are going to change. Yes, Facebook collects your data. Duh. Definitely. That's not a shock, not a surprise. Right. It's There's a reason why it's a free service. There's a reason why you can contact your cousin in Tunisia in a matter of three seconds. You, what, look, at the, look at what you have at your fingertips. People have made a living, I mean, a very lucrative living selling their services as Facebook ads experts. I mean, this is, there's so, I love what you said. And I think the Nez Nation audience, especially my students who are watching, um, and please share this out, guys, because we're going to get knee deep, knee deep. We're going to get really in depth about everything. Uh, I think it's important for them to understand this. Calvin Mickelson, I hope I'm saying that right, says Dan's no bull approach to helping new YouTube creators like myself is very helpful. Absolutely. Daryl says, uh, found the link, apparently Facebook. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Daryl. Thank you so much. Um, Chris Conkle says, that's why we love him. That's why we love him. Absolutely. And Mario, Mario Ronchetti. Hey, Mario, what am I? Mario says creator fundamentals is Dan's other channel. He helps everyone grow their YouTube channel, gives tips and tricks. Yes. You can say that twice. So Dan, let me ask you something. And by the way, guys, if you have any questions for my fabulous guest, please let me know uh, in the chat, let us know what kind of questions I'll be monitoring them. And I know Dan is uh, so gracious with his time and he'll, he'll, he'd love to answer them. So, so Dan, let me ask you this first, right off the bat, why YouTube? Why not, uh, I don't know, why not Periscope? Why not Facebook? Why not Snapchat? Why not, you know, if somebody's interested in creating content that reaches a very specific audience for a specific purpose, let's say it's not even a business, okay? Let's just say it's somebody who wants to entertain people and they get a huge creative juice rush from it, you know, like, I mean, for me, when I first got into YouTube, and this was a long time ago, I didn't really take it seriously until the last maybe eight to 10 months. Seriously, meaning all the science and art of creating a YouTube video that gets ranking and gets views. Um, you know, for me, it was such a creative outlet. It was such a, and it still is. That's why I love doing live streaming. I'm not trying to monetize any of this stuff. Do you know what I mean, Dan? So yep. many people get on me. They're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you should be getting sponsored. You should be telling your audience to buy this and buy that. And I'm like, dude, I make money. I'm fine. I have my income. This is my love. This is my baby. And of course, I'm not going to be a liar here. I'm not going to be a false, you know, modest and say, I wouldn't love to do live streaming for a living. And of course, there's things in the works, long conversation, separate show, but I'm not worried about it. You know what I mean, Dan? So, yeah. so why YouTube? Why should anybody even think about starting on YouTube? I'm sure you get this question a lot. It seems pretty saturated now. There's already a Casey Neistat out there. There's already all these huge stars. Is there any room left for anybody else? Should, should people be starting on YouTube today? What are your thoughts? 
uh, a lot of thoughts. There's a lot to unpack in that. Statement. <laughs> that statement, so. I bring it. Um, I bring it, Dan. You're not going to, you're not going to get off easy, Dan. You're in the hot seat. No, I'll kidding. try to remember all the points. So, <laughs> so I'll remind you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. For one, where, where, you, where somebody has content, like if you're trying to learn how to do something, YouTube obviously is the, the number two largest search engine next to Google. And obviously it, that's the parent company. So um, when you're trying to put out content and, uh, which is exactly the way that I got into it, which was, hey, I need to fix something. Let me go search for a video. And that's how the average Dan happened was um, search for a video and I can't find it. Okay, I'll make it. So the next person that runs into whatever it is, whether I'm changing brakes on a car or I'm trying to fix something at the house, the next person who has to do it's going to find my video and it'll help them a little bit. So um, from that perspective, that's what pulled me into YouTube because that's where I went when I was trying to answer a question. Um, it's the obvious choice there when you're looking at um, searching for an answer. Now, as far as the creative side, obviously, YouTube is a massive platform. I don't know the specific numbers, but it's like. Well, it's insane. It's insane. hours and hours of con- hundreds of hours. of content. Billions. It's like billions of hours a minute being uploaded. Yeah, something crazy it, like it's that. Really ridiculous. Somebody in the so, chat, let us know if you can look that up and put it in the chat. What's the yeah. average? Uh, how many hours a day or a minute of videos are being uploaded? It's something astronomical, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. It, it's pretty insane. So, I mean, when you talk about competition and that kind of thing, and if you're doing something creative, obviously there is plenty of time. If you want to grow into the whole monetization thing, or you want to develop this, your creativity into something that can at least support itself financially or, you know, long-term actually be a viable business for you. Um, it is going to take some time. So definitely when you're starting to do it, um, you know, do it for the love of, of whatever the content is that you're creating. Uh, but the other thing, the way that I try to explain that to people is if, if you're creative, you're creative because you want to share your creativity with people. Yeah. So one of the things that I try to share is it doesn't have to, it, learning how YouTube works and how to leverage it to get your content in front of people who want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, is just as important as trying to figure out how to get YouTube to pay you. Um, you could be the most creative person in the world and paint beautiful pictures, but if you're in the dark, nobody can see them. So uh, you want to learn the the way in which it works, generally speaking, search and whatnot, to be able to bring your creativity to people um, who are interested in it. They just don't know you exist. Um, in terms of YouTube versus other platforms, I think, I mean, video-wise, YouTube has been the obvious choice for, for quite a while. There's obviously other platforms that are trying to kind of to dig into that. I mean, Instagram to a certain degree, but Instagram has kind of traditionally been a, a photograph kind of thing, you know, that yeah. is the place for supermodels to go and, and share their luxurious lifestyle kind of yes. thing. Um, you know, or the, or, or the horror You think story. I have a shot? I have a shot, right, on Instagram, oh, don't I, Dan? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. With this, with this right here, this face right here? We, we just... <laughs> Start seeing Professor Nez glamour shots. Yeah. Oh no, it's terrible. I think I'll break the site. <laughs> uh, it was actually, yeah, no. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say there was a story recently of some girl who went like fourteen thousand dollars in debt pretending to be rich and famous on Instagram. So caution. Oh, wow, <laughs> caution, yeah. warning. Yeah. And we just got in from the chat, Dan, that the uh, we got some interesting numbers. Ambi, Jenny, and Calvin. Three hundred hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every. Minute. minute almost five billion videos are watched on youtube every single day this is global y'all this is international oh my omg by the way let me ask you something dad do you find certain regions of you know certain regions of the world you get more 
you know, we're, 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 because I mean, we, we'll talk about YouTube analytics in a little bit because mm-hmm. I think that's really important to have a, you know, a data, you know, based decision-making process and strategy when it comes to content creation and video creation specifically. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our audience, uh, you know, may not know a lot about that. I'd like to dive into that, but where do you find, do you find that you're predominantly getting most of your views local or, or, or what, what are your thoughts? Are you getting international reach? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely international. Uh, obviously the, well, obviously you're not obvious. The bulk of my traffic comes from the U S and the UK. Um, also have a fairly decent um, representation in India, Australia, and Canada. Um, but I would say that the heavy majority is U.S. followed by the U.K. And then, um, you know, those other ones are kind of sprinkled in there. But, I mean, it's amazing that you can reach, uh, be able to reach somebody on the other side of the globe or, you know. Um, it's unbelievable. I have a video right now, Dan, that's it's, got, it's almost at 10,000 views. And it, it's for, I looked at the analytics, it's huge in Africa and it's, I mean, it's a kind of how to video on podcasting and live streaming, but mm-hmm. like, I was like blown away. I was like, Whoa, this was like a while ago too. I was like, man, here's another thing that's really cool about YouTube. And I'd love your thoughts on this. Cause you'd probably know more about this than I would, Dan, you get this like posterity, this sort of longevity, you get this sort of burst of views and subscribers and uh, growth from a video that maybe has been living on your channel for over 12 months or over a year. And then all of a sudden, boom, like you get, you see this, like you see the graph start to go vertical, right? It starts to go skyscraper on you. Absolutely. What's that? What's that's that to me seems unique to, to YouTube. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, I'm heavy YouTube. I don't spend a ton of time on the other platforms. I usually typically use them as a way to promote YouTube. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that I see on YouTube. You tend to see it a, a lot more with the how-to type videos um, where you're just trickling, um, you know, watch time in there. And eventually you kind of build up to a point where YouTube says, hey, let's try to promote you a little bit more. Um, and that's when you really start to see a video pop. And then you're, you know, you go from that the little, the little uh, bird seed at the bottom and all of a sudden it, it, it spikes up and you start getting a ton of views. And, and, you know, so that's why it's important to, one of the things that I try to do on my channel is mix in the, that how-to content with, you know, more of the trending kind of stuff to balance it out because the trending type videos tend to spike in the beginning and then they yeah. kind of fizzle out and go away because a lot of times they're time sensitive. Whereas the how-to stuff, you may not get a huge um, burst right out of the gate. I know some of my more in-depth how-to content um, doesn't perform as well in the beginning because it's not as flashy, but mm. those types of videos tend to grow exponentially over time. So the longer your channel is in play, the more how-to videos you have, it really starts to help build a nice solid uh, foundation and build up that watch time. Um, you know, especially with the recent changes that they had with the 4,000 watch hours, people think they're unattainable and stuff once you start to see how growth can happen exponentially, you really start to understand that it's not as far uh, out of reach as you think it might be. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, that's really, really good uh, advice and great, great, great information there. Because I think, you know, I think most people 
get really discouraged if they don't see that growth, if they don't see those views and well, gosh, you know, I optimized my video. I did my tags and titles and we'll talk a little bit about that in as nation, a little bit tagging and titles and description and how using keyword research uh, is something I know Dan knows a lot about, but I want to, I want to stick to the story and the journey a little bit more. Um, so, so when you, when you, when you decided to create this channel, Creator Fundamentals, mm-hmm. you, I love what you said there. You said, I, I couldn't find the videos to the problems that I wanted to solve. This is really interesting. Am I correct in that, Dan, by the way? That, yeah, that's, that's what got me started on the average Dan. Average Dan. Um, okay. Yep. And, and then Creator Fundamentals was your way of branching out, not only creatively, but showing your knowledge in other areas of YouTube. It was basically creating a, a relevant platform to share the best practices that I had implemented on the average Dan. Yeah. Um, and after seeing that they worked, I wanted to share them with the other people in the community. Um, I love that because it reminds me of what Dylan said once, Bob Dylan, the, 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 you know, the legendary folk singer. He said, you know, they asked him because when he first started out in his career, and I, this is a huge lesson for the Nez Nation audience and everybody listening, you know, they asked him, why did you start writing songs? Because when Dylan first started, he would just cover Woody Guthrie songs. That's all he would do. He'd cover Woody Guthrie. He'd cover, uh, you know, all the kind of traditional songs of that day. And then he started, then he wrote Blown in the Wind and he wrote Like a Rolling Stone and the rest is history. And they asked him in the interview, so why did you, why did you start writing songs? You were doing so good with cover songs. What got you into writing songs? And he said the exact same thing. He said, I couldn't find the songs that I wanted to hear. I, I, there was nothing out there that spoke to me. So I thought, well, I might as well create them. Nez Nation, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, Dan and Dylan are, Dan and Dylan, there's a YouTube channel for you. (laughs) I mean, they're speaking about something really significant. If you're struggling, and I I can't wait to get Dan's thoughts on this. If you're struggling to figure out what am I supposed to create videos about? What am I supposed to create content about? Because I do a lot of, you know, uh, business consulting and social media uh, coaching as well. And I tell my clients all the time, find out what it is, what's, what's, what's a problem that, you know, you think that you may have some kind of solution for what's out there, see what's out there that you may be interested in and see where is the gap, where there may be some daylight between you and your competition and then fill that gap and watch what happens. Stuff starts to blossom. Dan, I I wonder what, if you could add anything to that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's the one of the things that you see a lot, uh, especially when people struggle. Um, people tend to um, get in the, the bad habit of trying to chase what they think people want rather than creating content that they enjoy. Um, and with the whole mindset that this is a, a marathon process in terms of growing a YouTube channel, it's, it's super important to enjoy what you're doing. Um, even when you enjoy it, sometimes it can be hard enough to stay consistent. Oh my God. Grow your channel. So it's, if it's something that you don't like, you're going to get discouraged. You're going to just decide that it's not worth it to you anymore. And you're going to walk away, which we don't want to see anybody do. So uh, yeah, I mean, something that you enjoy that you're passionate about and uh, that'll help you through the tough times. Do you think it's better to start off just creating what you love and just trying to test out the platform? Or do you think, when somebody gets on, gets on YouTube and, and creates a channel that they should really just bear down and start to kind of understand the science and art and craft of growing a YouTube channel. I mean, it sounds like to me with when you got on with your first channel, um, um, 
Creative. I'm sorry. I lost the name of it. The average Dan, the average Dan. Sorry. I was going to say the creative Dan because, okay, I mixed the two, but, 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 and then you went into creator fundamentals. Like, like, was it more experimenting and kind of like, you know, I wanted to test out and just kind of, you know, create something that was coming from, from me, from my heart, what I loved. And then you started to notice, well, okay, I need to, now I need to like, if I'm really going to do this, I really need to take it seriously or, does it just depend on what your objective is on the, on the platform? So, I mean, when I first started out, it, it wasn't about growth. It wasn't about anything. I actually came up with the name, the average Dan, because it was just some average person who was running into problems that he faced. And I was just working through them. It wasn't because I was a mechanic or I was right. an electrician or anything right. like that. It was, it's, Hey, this is just one guy's approach to problem solving, which is ultimately what it was. Um, and just trying to basically record that process of problem solving and being able to share it with the next person. So, you know, they didn't have, it wasn't as difficult for them. I mean, that's what it was for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, it wasn't about trying to make quality videos or anything like that, or worrying about my audio. It was simply just documenting, um, a, a problem solving process. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, problem solving. What what problem, Nez Nation, can you solve? What yes, there's chat. Gui, Gui or Gui. Yes, there's chat. Justin Brown, good to see you. Gord, good to see you. Sensational life. How are you? Carlos Phoenix is in the house. Jenny, if you have a question for our unbelievable guest here, we're talking about how Dan the man, I call him Dan the man. I know he blushes because he's a humble guy. He's a very humble guy. I love this dude. Um, I call him Dan the man who uh, has just grown like a volcano in the last 12 months. I mean, he has NASA'd his way on YouTube, and I just can't see anywhere but up for him to go. He'll be, he'll be touring the outer solar system soon enough <laughs> with his YouTube channel. If you have any questions, if you have any questions, please make sure that you leave that in the chat. I am monitoring. So what do you think did it, Dan? What did you? I mean, there's so many people who you know, are listening right now and watching right now, they have a YouTube channel. They've been creating consistently. They think that they're doing all the right things, but they haven't experienced anywhere near the growth that you have. What do you attribute that to? I mean, if you can break that down, I don't know if you've even had a chance to reflect on it because I know the audience is just, is just drooling. I know I am. I mean, this is kind of selfish too, because I love, love, love. I eat, sleep and breathe. I love when you said that earlier, I actually get pissed off that I have to go to sleep sometimes. That's how much I love it. Like I was editing a video, Dan, the other day and it was like two in the morning. I'm like, crap, dude, I got a class. I mean, I, I still do teach y'all. I'm still a writing professor. I got a class. I got to teach at 8 AM. I got to get some sleep. And I was angry. And then I told my class the next day, I go, if you can get to a point where you're angry that you have to sleep, you know, you've won. So, so you know what I mean, Dan? So, so like, what do you attribute that to? So, I mean, for the, the thing that I learned with the success of this channel is in addition to the, all of those best practices, the way that you um, really have the potential to explode has a lot to do with the emotion that you evoke through the viewers that are watching your channel. Um, oh, yeah. In my particular case, we got hit with the news that um, they uh, 
to back up just a little bit. So people have been waiting to get their channels monetized after reaching 10,000 views. And they were reaching out to me and were telling me, hey, um, I met the requirements. I've been in review for a month. What's going on? It's been two months, three months. And everybody was really getting frustrated. And I also had the average Dan, which was in, in the, um, it was already monetized. But when the next news came out from YouTube, where it was, hey, we're changing it to 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. That hurt people, me, by the way. That really hurt me. A lot of people were pissed. Yeah. And the I wasn't uh, complaining, but I was, I got to be honest with you, Dan, the letter that they sent me, which was, I mean, it was an email, it wasn't a letter. The email seemed a little cold. It seemed a little harsh. But anyway, I don't want to, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I mean, it was almost accusatory in nature. Yeah, it was like, screw you, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Your your, your monetization will be revoked or something like that. So, um, you know, for whatever, for whatever reason, the moment of clarity I had in that moment is, um, yes, I know I can tell people how to get past this, but I want to embrace the frustration that everybody is experiencing. So uh, the I immediately decided that I wasn't just going to put out a video about how to fix it and tell everybody, you know, buck up champ, it's going to be okay. I, you know, I knew they were going to be upset. Uh, Having that other channel, I had a certain level of frustration, although I kind of already had a plan to get by it. Um, But I decided that the video that I was going to put out was going to be acknowledging that frustration, not a, Hey, you know, just keep pushing forward because I knew people didn't want to hear that. And a lot That's of too, people, it's too bumper stickery. Nobody yeah, would even, right. a lot of people came like out with, with videos like that, that were, you know, a lot of big channels were like, Hey, just stick with it. It's a marathon, which is definitely what I preach on the channel as well. But in that moment, it was all about the emotion of the, emo- the of that event. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, the, the open on my video was something to the effect, you know, in YouTube's um, ongoing uh, ongoing, uh, whatever it was to, uh, to screw small YouTubers or whatever, because that's how people felt. And I knew oh, that yeah. felt, uh, you know, ongoing effort. I think it was in their ongoing effort to screw small YouTubers. Here's the latest thing from them. So, and, and it allowed people the opportunity to vent, uh, which was, you know, my goal in that case. And then I immediately, the next day followed it up with a, okay, we had our pity party. This is how, this is how let's we get, get down to work. Let's get down exactly. to work. Yeah. So that first video got like 26,000 views overnight and gained, wow. gained the channel a thousand subscribers. Wow. Um, and then the follow-up video has probably gained 4,000 subscribers by itself. So that is a oh, dude. First of yeah. all, that is congratulations. That is freaking awesome. That's, that's just rad. That's, that's crazy. Um, so if I'm understanding what you're saying here, you're telling us that it would behoove you to pay very, very close attention to what's happening in the ecosystem, what's happening in the world that you live, eat, sleep, and breathe in as a creator, and then look and see how you can acclimate and adapt what it is that you bring, what value you bring, and create something out of that. And then just keep doing that consistently and eventually, if you're good enough, eventually, if you actually do provide something that people go, whoa, one thing that Dale Carnegie, I, I'll never forget what Dale Carnegie said in his book, uh, how to influence people was nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about you. They only care about themselves. Now, that sounds cold if you take that out of context. But from, a, from, a, you know, from that dynamic of you as a producer and the dichotomy of you, as an, you having an audience, Right. I mean, even if you're interviewing for a job, nobody cares about your hopes and dreams. I tell people I do career coaching too. what problem can you solve for them? 
So what you're telling us is pay attention, be very hyperbolically aware, and then find out what you can fill that void, what's missing. Because I love what you said too, Dan. You said all these even big channels were saying, hey, buck up, buck up, youngster, right? You'll be fine. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. Nobody wants to hear. I mean, nobody wants to. It's like, it's like when you're going through crap and somebody says, well, hey, man, at least you have X, Y, Z, or at least I don't want to hear that. You know, I don't even want to necessarily want to hear anything, but I definitely don't want to hear, well, it'll work out or, hey, at least, you know, at least, at least, at least. Right. No, no, no. If you feel for me, just, you know, be there for me. If you're really truly a friend or what have you, uh, if you really want to help me, tell me to dig myself out of the dirt and show me. Don't tell me, show me. Right, Dan? I want to get to um, killer stuff, Dan. That's that, that makes a lot of sense. And by the way, is that, would you say that's accurate? What I just kind of, I sort of characterized in a long-winded way. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I mean, the other thing that I would add is it, if you don't know how to, you know, a lot of people try to spend time trying to figure out what their audience wants. You know, tap into how it makes you feel. And instead of trying to be, you know, PC or whatever it is, just reflect. I mean, if you feel a certain way, like in that case, if it, if it, you know, like you said, it, it, it frustrated you, um, share that frustration with them because there's other people that feel the same way that you do. And, and in a time like that, they don't necessarily want the polished um, go get them champ, you know? So, and also it wasn't even like, it was weird. I didn't think it would happen. And Justin, I want to get to your question. Justin Brown has a great question. And so does coach Jay Gord says, wow, Dan, I've never heard numbers like that for a few videos. You've done a great job continuing to serve the community. Good to see you, Gord. You know, it wasn't, it was weird, Dan. Like I'm a dude who, I don't like looking at the past. I like to always move forward. I mean, people come up to me all the time. They're like, hey, your video you did on this, that was so, that was cool. And I was like, I totally forgot about that. I'm always thinking forward, forward, forward. I'm not, it's weird. I don't know. Everything that I've created, I mean, I've created over 120 videos on YouTube that I've uploaded, maybe even more. I can't see, I can't even remember. Half the stuff, I mean, like, oh, that cool image that you put in. Then you you talked about that point about the formulaic or they'll say something. And I'll be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I have no clue. <laughs> but when they when I got that email, Dan, it was weird. Like I like it felt like a it felt like a little punch to the gut. I was just kind of like as a creator, my inspiration went like this. <sighs> it just deflated. But you know what? Again, it's about perspective, right? It's about and people like you have inspired me. People like, you know, Justin and Gord and, and, and Jenny and, and, and others have, have really inspired me. So, so yeah, I think, I think that it's important to have perspective. It's important to understand, you know, what the, this is rented property. You don't own YouTube. YouTube can do whatever they want. It's none of your business. Yes, we can complain, but what good is it going to do? Justin asks, what's the number one thing you wish, Dan Courier, you knew when you were just starting out? Good question. Uh, I mean, so for me, I would have to say uh, the importance of community. It took me a long time. I mean, I was on YouTube for years before I even realized there was a YouTube community. Um, that was probably, that was the very first thing that I did is I start, I searched out other YouTubers. Uh, the very first Facebook group, it was the small YouTubers community on Facebook. Uh, definitely search for that if you're looking for it. But uh, uh, I'm still a member of that group today. I like to hop in there and, you know, I have friends that I made through that group still that I talk to. I've done collaborations with them and, and on a very um, various topics and stuff, but 
community across the board, and I learned it to an even uh, stronger degree when I went to Vid Summit, it never ends. It is always the cornerstone of being able to prosper on YouTube. It's, it's getting involved in the community with regards to YouTube, um, getting involved with community related to your niche, uh, you know, get, you know, Facebook groups and, and everywhere become part of that culture related to what it is you're making content about, and then respect the community that you build. Um, don't just decide, I, I do my best to jump into my comments and try to comment and respond to uh, as many people as possible on the channel. Um, and it's just so important. And then you get things like Vid Summit where you get to hang out with other people who are just, you know, masterminds of, of this process and, and meet them and form relationships and, and uh, you know, those relationships come back to help you uh, tenfold in the future. So, um, you know, and on, on that end, one of the biggest things about the community is don't ever enter a community trying to figure out what they can give you. Go in and give as much value as you can, and the, the value will find its way back to you. Oh, yeah, I totally believe that. You mentioned, you know, it's, it's interesting about like everybody's worried about AdSense and worried about monetization. And I love what Jenny said. And Jenny, I want to get to your question. Jenny talking about, I'm not worried about people paying me money. I just want people to watch my videos and get something out of it. That's, I think, a great mindset to have. You know, I think that there's, there's a couple of things I'd like to just put together really quickly, Dan, and, and I'd love your thoughts on this. Sure. The formula, which there is no such thing as formula with anything in life, you know, especially, you know, somebody's success, you could say this, this or that X, Y, Z, but, but really it's, to me, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go big here. I'm going to go big picture. And I'd love your thoughts, especially because you mentioned Gary. The formula, it seems to me is that what is it that you love? What is it that you love to create? What makes your heart beat like a locomotive? Do that and do that consistently. And think about the super, super long game. All right. Especially if you're young, which I'm going to go out on a limb here and say every one of you is young. Even if you're my age, 41, every one of you, we're all young. You know why? Because the way medical science is going, y'all, we're all going to live to be a buck 50. So you got nothing to worry about. You got, I know 80 year olds who still act like Steve just joined the chat. He knows Art Wall, Steve, this dude plays tennis. He swims. He rides his bike all over town. He's 81 years old and he's got the mindset and the body and the health and the vigor of a 29 year old. I mean, it just blows me away. It absolutely blows me away. Good to see you, Steve. So here's the formula. I think I, I don't care if you're, if you consider yourself old or above 45, and then I want Dan to speak on this. What is it that makes your heart pump like a locomotive? Go do that ceaselessly, right? Because you're going to be good at it because you love it. And then think about not monetizing, Think about not monetizing so quickly and so fast because the power is in numbers. The reason that anybody, the reason that Shaquille O'Neal, the reason that Rihanna, the reason that Trump, the reason that any of these people, Kanye, right? Beyonce, Gary, right? The reason any of them have any leverage is because they have eyeballs. Now, how do you get eyeballs? I think you need to create a frictionless environment. Make it easy for people to follow you. Make it easy for people to consume you. Don't monetize them right away. And then as, as Dan said so eloquently, it will all come back. I'm living proof of this, y'all. Dan, what do you think? And then I want to get to Coach Jay's question. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, you, the, the more you can focus on the long term of it all, 
uh, the better off you'll be for a number of different reasons. For one, like you said, once you build something, the monetization becomes an afterthought. Uh, but if you go into it with the idea of trying to make money, it's easy to get frustrated in the short term. Um, so definitely have that long-term mindset and just focus on whatever it is that you're passionate about. Focus on making content and then trying to make improvements over time. Um, you know, I, I like to tell people a lot, don't even think about how many subscribers you have or anything like that until you've made at least 100 videos or been doing it for at least a year. And then you can, and during that time, trying to make little improvements along the way, you get to your 100th video, take a look back, you know, see where, where you've you know, come along that way. And uh, you'll be impressed at just how much you've grown. Um, and then the, the magic tends to uh, start to show itself a little bit more once you cross that, that general that general space. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. I love the way you said that Doug Houston's in the house. Good to see you. DH. Good to see you. Doug, uh, Doug is awesome. He is, he's, uh, I met Doug here. Talk about community. What Dan said so beautifully, Dan, I'm loving you, man. I'm loving you on the show. You're saying you're just dropping wisdom grenades. I the love other, it. Just the other thing with, yeah. uh, and one of the things that I've been, the, that I focused on myself and it goes back to the people getting caught up in the hustle thing. Um, is I have made it a point to be kind to myself in the short term, meaning, you know, yes, I try to put out three videos a week. Um, these days, it's probably two videos in a live stream now that I'm doing regular live streams. But, um, you know, because I have everything else going on, a family and stuff, I'm running around with my daughter's color guard. We're going out of state or out of, out of the city and spending nice places and stuff like that. Nice. Um, every once in a while, you need a break. Be kind to yourself and just say, you know, hey, uh, I'm just not feeling it tonight. I'm not going to make a video, you know, in the long-term scheme of things, that's not going to be the end of your channel. Uh, you know, so hustle as much as you can, but don't be afraid to give yourself a break every once in a while, because the last thing you want to do is be the boss that you're, you hate right now that you're trying to get away from. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to get into this um, as a financial thing, you yeah. obviously want to enjoy it. So that's a good point. Enjoy. That's a great point. Thank you. That's, that's, that's great, Dan. Jenny says, okay, Jenny, I want to get to your question. She's been waiting patiently. It's a tactical question. Can the tactics, Dan, can the tactics you use to grow your channel also work for other people? Or I'm sorry, can the tactics you use to grow your channel also work for people who create content on things other than how to crush it on YouTube? I'm starting to think only how to YouTube content is taking off. Great question. What do you think, Dan? You know, I, I get a lot of people that, that think that, that think that the, the idea of trying to optimize videos and um, grow a channel only applies to how to grow on YouTube. Um, and I have absolutely seen firsthand other channels um, grow and see exponential growth that have nothing to do with how to, how to do YouTube. Yeah. Same um, here. The ones that are really successful find a good combination of that evergreen content, which is the how-tos, and then mixing in some trending uh, topic type things to bring that relevancy in. Um, and they do that over a long period of time. Best practices over a long period of time with the intent to uh, improve something a little each day tends to lead to success. Um, and one of the things that, uh, and I don't even know who originally said it, but success is where opportunity meets preparation. 
Yes. And that's basically how I look at, yes, there's a certain bit of luck in exactly just how well my videos took off. But at the end of the day, when thousands of people started to come to my channel, there were 120 videos with solid branding or at least adequate branding, um, you know, a single message. And that translated to people to actually become subscribers and not just watch that trending video and leave. So, uh, you know, kind of putting all that together, I think, um, sets yourself up to be ready for that opportunity when it hits. And it's all about it, whatever your content is, um, you know, learn how to, to, to get it in front of people, learn how to improve your content or the way in which you present whatever that is that you're passionate about over time. And you can do nothing but succeed. You'll continue to get a little bit better. You'll get, you'll grow your audience. And um, if you're able to do that uh, time and time again, you will find success. And there's like a point, Dan, right? Like, and, and, and Jenny, absolutely. She says, thanks. There's still hope. There's definitely still hope, especially for you, Coach Jay, because you have a gr lot of great stuff to provide. It, there's a point where you reach a nice, beautiful, it's almost like you, you, you kind of cross that threshold on your channel, Dan, and correct me if I'm wrong, where like it starts to grow on its own, right? Like you're, you still do all the tactics. You still create the best videos possible, but you start to see that it starts to take on a life of its own and it snowballs. Like I remember when I passed 500 subs, I started seeing subs every day that I never would have imagined. You know what I mean? And, and, and it, I think it's important to say this, Dan, and I'd love, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Like, it's not just a saying, like this whole long game patience thing. It really, really does take patience. Like, it dude, it's, it just, it just does, you guys. I'm telling you, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give up. And I mean, the beautiful thing about it is, in a lot of cases, patience is, that's what people fail on. People, you don't have to be Casey Neistat. You don't have to be like this expert editor who's mixing in drone footage. Uh, you know, you don't have to be PewDiePie with more subscribers than the population of the country. <laughs> you just have to, you you have to be consistent and you have to have that long-term um, focus and you have to um, continually try to improve because the reality is you can have great content, but if you're not able to deliver it, in a, a consumable way to people, uh, then you're not really delivering whatever that is that you're passionate about. So getting some of those technical things over time, it doesn't mean you have to go out and buy a bunch of expensive equipment or anything like that. It's just about understanding that, hey, you know, maybe my audio wasn't the best this time, or maybe my lighting was better, you know, not as good as I wanted to be. How can I improve that? And you just start mixing those little things in and you keep doing it. And don't get frustrated. I, I see so many people who like make 10 videos and then they're like, Hey, I'm not growing. Well, no, <laughs> no kidding. Because it takes, you know, like I said, a hundred videos a year, um, be committed for at least that long yeah. to really start to see some things happen. I'm living proof of this. Like I'm living, I'm, I'm nearing a thousand subscribers. Now there's a lot of people who'd be like, so what? Well, I don't think that way <laughs> because these are not paid for followers. Right. These are not, you know, I paid an influencer to share my channel. I didn't pay for YouTube ads, pre-roll ads to get my channel out there. I'm not judging anybody who does. I'm just saying I earned every one of those subs. Like I worked my butt off. Right. And Coach Jay and everybody else listening on the podcast and live stream, you will get there too. Mike T, 
I want to get to your question. And Dan, great stuff. Before I do, Dan, do you leverage any other, Mike, I'm going to get to your question. Do you leverage any other platforms when you like, I've, I've heard a lot about Reddit. I still can't figure out Reddit, but I definitely share to Instagram. I share links and I do little clips here and there on, on all the platforms, even LinkedIn, because I, I think LinkedIn video is something that people need to start paying attention to in 2018. Do you do anything like that, Dan, or do you strictly base all of your growth on really ranking and SEO? Uh, yeah, I mean, so one of the, the biggest things that I also try to tell people uh, is the importance of kind of, even if you are in it on YouTube, take some time and lock down your, you know, your branding across all those platforms, even if you don't want to use them. So if you do start to grow something and you do want to start to use those other platforms, you don't run in a situation where somebody else has, has taken those names from you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's, I generally have a process every time I share a video, I always share it on, on Facebook. I have the creator fundamentals, Facebook group, right. I usually share it in there. I'll usually share it on Twitter. Um, and honestly, I'm not as consistent as I should be sharing it on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when, when I first started, it was, you know, getting into that rhythm of always sharing across all those places and a lot in creator fundamentals, especially there was like, there was a website called, um, uh, what was it? Trending, I think it was, which was a kind of an offshoot. It was somebody who actually built it from a Reddit, which Reddit, by the way, is my absolute nemesis. That <laughs> I, I, I've heard such great things about Reddit, even Daryl. And those of you who don't know, like Daryl at, uh, you know, Daryl at uh, Daryl Eves, who, who, who is the founder and, and, and curator of Vid Summit, where Dan and I met. You know, uh, even he said that that Reddit is one of those platforms where you can really accrue views. But if you embed your video, and this is getting really tactical, some people might be bored at this point. But, but like, you know, I've heard so much about the marriage between YouTube and Reddit. And, you know, I, I just can't, I've tried Reddit. I've tried I either get banned right away yeah, <laughs> or yeah. I'm just not doing it right. And the, the UI UX is kind of funky. I mean, yeah, it's it's not as easy as just sharing it on, on Twitter or, or Facebook or, or, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they typically Reddit typically has a very strong anti self-promotion policy in uh, many of the popular uh, channels. So it can be really frustrating to kind of understand exactly how to play by the rules. Um, you know, I ended up creating my own subreddit and I created a small YouTuber subreddit. So I ha I made the rules. Oh, very cool. I need uh, to get into your subreddit. That's what I need. Encourage, you know, small YouTubers to share their videos. Um, but in terms of, I mean, like the majority of my external traffic that I've been able to drive has actually been from Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and there's some tactics there that we we we, we probably won't have time to dive into. Mm -hmm. But because Facebook and YouTube are, are very much like oil and vinegar, <laughs> even Facebook Watch is sort of a creation that Zuck you know, uh, initiated to almost be in competition with YouTube, which is not even coming close. It's not even yeah. in the same ballpark. Let me get to Mike's question. Um, uh, Gui says buffering. Are we buffering? Gui, is everything okay? It looks good on my end. Let us know if we're buffering. I apologize if that's happening. Um, Mike, I want to get to Mike T's question because he's been waiting patiently. Uh, Dan, Mike says, what do you do when you have your niche and subscribers start asking you to do something on your channel, even if you don't want to do it. That's, now, this is interesting. 
this is interesting. And I can't wait to hear what Dan says about this because I face something like this. I facing, there is this need to please Dan, what do you think? Uh, the ultimately I would say, stay true to whatever niche it is that you're, that you're focused on. Uh, if somebody asks you to do something that's too far off the type of videos that you're making, you have, uh, you run the risk of alienating the people who have subscribed to your channel for a given topic. Um, I've actually seen, I, I've known some channels that had, uh, that did like a, an offshoot video uh, of, a, of a trending topic. It ended up exploding, um, but it had nothing to do with the types of videos that they were making. They ended up finding themselves in a position where they tried to make follow-up videos that also did very well, but then you had this influx of subscribers who were all looking for that type of content that really had nothing to do with the type of content you want to make. And you end up in a position where you have a half and half audience where um, you're going to upset one or the other, depending on what your next video is about. So uh, you'll always get people who want to give you suggestions on the type of content that you make. I would say try to stay true to your audience as a whole, which typically they came based on the focus of your channel and what you've decided uh, you're making content about. Now, if somebody has a suggestion within your niche, then obviously you can explore that. And you can always kind of try to make content that is kind of on the fringe of what you're doing to kind of see just how your audience responds. Um, that's the better way to take audience feedback, which is, hey, I'm doing, like in my case, hey, I'm doing YouTube, uh, you know, best practices. What happens if I do a video about a piece of hardware that YouTubers make? How does my audience respond, um, you know, in that regard? So I wouldn't go too far off your content, uh, but you basically allow the, the traffic to give you feedback on whether a video is suitable for your channel. Yeah. And I see this mistake a lot of uh, creators make too, Dan, I'm sure you do. And, and this kind of is something that I'd like to ask you because I know a lot of my audience ask this. Do you think that it's important for a channel to really dive deep into specificity of like a specific, you know, if it's going to be a how-to on YouTube, it needs to stick to that and not veer too far off that. Or do you think that, like I know our man Roberto does, you know, he has kind of an interesting umbrella where, you know, he talks about being a creative entrepreneur. So he can dive into not only tools and tactics, but kind of mindset, sort of, you know, inspirational videos, rants about how to not burn out and the, the sort of the psychology of a creator. And it's all under that umbrella. How important do you think it is? Because you have the average Dan, right? Yeah. And you also have creator fundamentals. I'm, I'm assuming you don't mix the two. Uh, I haven't watched every one of your videos, but no. I, from what I've watched, it seems like you're very consistent with everything is going to remain true to that premise or right. that kind of purpose. Is that, is that, would that be smart for our listeners and, and, and viewers to do? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you can make videos on whatever you want to make. If you're focused on trying to grow as quickly as possible, again, it goes back to that whole, um, you know, fracturing your audience kind of thing. If you're doing cooking videos and uh, car videos, obviously, when you post a cooking video, the car people aren't going to be interested and vice versa. Um, you know, the thing about somebody who like Roberto Blake, who kind of has that high level philosophical kind of approach to creativity and entrepreneurship um, you know, people at this point are basically subscribing to the channel for the person uh, more so than the individual content. So they appreciate his. Oh, that's an interesting distinction. The value that he adds to it. Yeah. Um, 
whatever the topic is. And I'm sure there's some, there's still some subscribers who want YouTube tips who don't necessarily are, you know, buy into uh, some of the other content he does and vice versa and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, that's just the, the direction he has, has always been on his channel and, it, and it's worked quite well for him. But generally speaking, the more focused you are, the quicker potential you have to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've, I've kind of tweaked my channel. Like my channel was sort of uh, focusing a lot on kind of mindset and more psychological, philosophical. And then I started to jump into career advice. And, and then I, I, I really focused it down into really the entire channel is about discovering who you are and how to share that with the world. Whether that be, you know, knowing a little bit more about who you are and what you want or just tactics, right? How to really speak to the camera in a focused and purposeful way using, you know, the best of your capability to reach an audience. So I've, I've been able to do that and it's growing. I'm so grateful. Uh, Daryl, you're absolutely right. Daryl says, you know, you may only have 700, but talk like you have 700,000, believe in yourself. Don't expect others. Love it, Daryl. That's great. Um, Mike asked a follow-up and then guy or Gui, I want to get to your question. Mike asks a follow-up, how would I politely answer them if it's no? This is going back to the question of, you know, if your audience asks you to do something that you're not really feeling is something you want to do or is maybe not true to you. Dan, I'm going to answer this first, and I can't wait to hear what you say. Okay. Honestly, Mike, I think the best policy is honesty. You know, my wife, my wife is a perfect uh, example of this. Just be honest. Just be like, hey, you know what? I, I appreciate you even paying attention to me and watching my channel. But you know what? Honestly, I just don't feel like that's really right. I think just be honest. Don't be aggressive. Don't be rude. Don't be a jerk. Don't even give in to that feeling of because there may be that ego thing, like how dare you, which everybody has. I say you just remain classy, you remain cool, and you just literally tell the truth. There's nothing to fabricate. I don't think there's anything to make up. Hey, I really appreciate you asking me. The fact that you even care that you want me to create something is awesome. But dude, I got to tell you, it's just not something that really we're focusing on right now in this channel. I don't want to be political. My thing is I don't like political answers. Like um, this isn't something that we're entertaining at this moment in time. It's like it's like very like um, – it's very, you know, facade oriented language. What do you think, Dan, about how to politely say no? I'm sure, Dan, you get offers all the time. You must have to say politely no, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to vary, I guess, on just how off off course they are. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes you get just some really bizarre stuff and you, uh, you know, try to acknowledge them in a polite way. Yeah. Uh, you know, if... It depends. I mean, if it's something close, then I would probably just say, hey, you know, I appreciate the suggestion. I'll certainly, you know, think about this for a future video if it's sincere. Um, you know, I other times I try to respond to things like that with humor. Uh, it, it just kind of varies based on what somebody's actually requesting. You know, if they ask me to bake a cake or something on the channel, then obviously... Um, you know, they're probably much more likely to get a humorous response, but yeah. And this um, is tough too, because when you start out, you want to say yes to everybody, right? You don't want to say no, you don't want to come off, but yeah, that's, that's the tightrope. I think that's the delicate tightrope. Every creators had to walk down, which is okay. Like I really want that attention and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be totally on it. I don't want to lie to anybody on this show ever. I want to grow my ass off. I want 10 million subs. Of course I do. But I'm not expecting that tomorrow, A. And B, 
if I have to do stuff that I don't want to do, if I have to do stuff that really extinguishes the flame of my creativity, there's no point in doing it. There's no point in doing it because A, it's going to be crap videos and B, I'm going to get followers that I don't really relate to or don't, they're not resonating. It just doesn't even make sense. Right, Dan? Yeah, I, I, I think authenticity is super important. So you never want to start yourself down a path where you're anything you know, but authentic. And when you start to feel things and you're trying to accommodate everybody, um, you know, you, you run the risk. I mean, there's always going to be things that just aren't a fit uh, at the end of the day, as long as you're not, you know, rude or inconsiderate to, to those people. And you acknowledge the fact that they were nice enough to, to offer you a suggestion, um, you know, that that is great. But the, uh, you know, try to be as as real as possible and stick to what you think is important. Uh, you know, the other thing is that everybody is always an expert. So yeah, you, there's always going to be the opportunity of people who want to tell you what you're doing wrong or how you can improve it. And, and in a lot of cases, they're, they're legitimate. They're things, you know, they are great suggestions. So it's not always just people who suggest things that don't fit. Sometimes people come up with really good ones and, and, you know, you thank yeah. them for it and, you know, and you, you put that on your list and hopefully you get to it. Uh, you know, I, I get people who want very detailed explanations of a certain topic, which ironically on a how-to channel don't perform as well as some other videos, but, um, you know, you acknowledge them and you, you put it on the list and then try to find a, a good opportunity to use it or, or, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And I, that was kind of my next question. Instead of getting into tactical stuff, I just say, go to Dan's channel. Dan's got a ton of videos about tactics and strategies more so on the journey and more so the creative aspect and this growth. Um, where, where do you think, you know, people can go? And I mean, speaking for yourself, where do you go to get your ideas for videos? Because you mentioned community earlier, and this has actually been a very, very fertile uh, ground for me to get videos is I literally like I have a Snapchat on I'm everywhere, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I go all the time and say, what do you want to see me create? I want to know from you, what do you want to see Nez create? What, how can I help? How can I create something of value for you? Tell me, let me know. You know, it's kind of selfish too. It saves me the time for having to search for video ideas, right? I mean, I just love to create. So, and if it's something that resonates with me, then, then, you know, awesome. Uh, where do you get your video ideas all maybe besides the community? Where do you, are there any like things that you could share with the Nez Nation audience? And Chris, thank you so much. Chris says, Good show. You're killing it, Dan. Professor Nez, as I grow, I seem to be reeling it into a niche, and it's hard to explain this journey of self-discovery. What my goals and ideas were when I started have evolved. Yep, I really went in blind, finding a community and mentor and people like yourselves. Oh, Chris, that's very, very sweet of you. Ambie says, cook a car-shaped meatloaf, referring back to the uh, cooking and car channel. <laughs> we says, how to not burn out and get more subs. Just keep on pushing and pushing. Post those videos. Maybe I'm just too stubborn to give up. Love it. You guys, this, this audience rocks. Your audience kicks butt, Dan. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Dan, where do you, uh, where do you find your predominant ideas or, or, or what for videos? So one of the things that might be shocking, and I don't want to, you know, pull the curtain back on a lot of people who share best practices with regards to YouTube there's only so much information that you really need to understand to grow on YouTube. Uh -huh. uh, for me, a lot of the time, it's about trying to package it in the most consumable way for, for people that kind of resonates with them or touches on something that they're struggling with 
it's a lot of times it's the same or similar information presented from a different angle to try to uh, communicate with a certain person who either learns a certain way or is coming at it with a certain emotion, you know, so, and you see it a lot. I mean, there's certain channels that will put out, basically it's like, uh, you know, how to get a hundred subscribers. Why don't you have a hundred subscribers? Don't you wish you had a hundred subscribers? So, I mean, it, yeah. you know, how many, how many videos can you really do about how to grow on YouTube? <laughs> right. So, I mean, one of the things that I tried to do, I see a million of those per day. Yeah. One of the great, I mean, if you do have it in general, if you're trying to come up with ways to create content on your channel is if you kind of segment your channel into different playlists yeah. in terms of different topics within your niche, oh, this is a good point. Then you can actually use your playlists to determine what content you need to make next. So, you know, say you have five videos and four of the playlists, but you have four videos in that fifth playlist that gives you an opportunity. Hey, do a video on how to install OBS or how to get more out of OBS when you live stream and those kind of things. So um, I try to use, I kind of have those those silos or those different categories of content, and I try to you know look back at what I've done and what people have responded to, and then you know a lot of times it's a continuation on a theme uh, to try to dig a little deeper, give them a little bit more in that area. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. Well, hey, um, I just I just want to say this has been really really good stuff, Dan. I just want to thank you on behalf of the Nez Nation audience, everybody in the chat, Ambi, Mario. Uh, Mike, Chris, uh, Guy, Gui, I hope I'm saying that right, Daryl, Coach Jay, Gord, Steve, you guys have just absolutely rocked it. Um, Dan, before we leave, I want to give you a chance to not only share where people can find you. I know you shared a link in the um, chat, but I'd like to also for you to do it auditory-wise, so the podcast listeners, and definitely I will leave your information in the show notes. I mean, I want to give you a chance to definitely, Gui, okay, sorry, Gui, thank you so much. I definitely want to give you a chance to uh, tell people where to find you. But before we do that, let's leave with something, let's leave with something, you know, very practical and very doable for the audience. What should people do with YouTube? What should people do? What do you want to leave them with before we, before we get off the air? What are some things that people can do today that maybe other people aren't telling them to do so they can really start cooking on YouTube? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the most important thing is to upload your next video. Yeah, don't get, don't get so caught up in uh, perfection. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to say it. Uh, you know, I had a person who once said that perfect is the enemy of good. Others say that, uh, you know, done is better than perfect. Uh, but the, basically, the concept is don't cripple yourself with the idea that everything has to be perfection. There's plenty of time to improve on your next video. So get started on making content get those videos uploaded and you definitely, you don't want your first video to be perfect because in the hundred videos, you want to look back and cringe at just, just how scary it was when you started. So it's a, you know, it's a great journey. And, and the, the most important thing ever is creating content and uploading your content. Oh, that's, that's, that's it. That's it guys. You heard it here first. That's it. That to me says it all. And boy, those first few videos <laughs> yeah. talk about cringeworthy. I, I, you know, I know it's sort of popular to kind of leave those videos on your channel. I don't know though, man, when I look back at those videos, it might be a little bit more than cringing that I'm doing. <laughs> well, well, I, every, so every video that I've, that I ever made on the average Dan is still there. Uh, I think one of the first ones was like a review on an egg and muffin toaster. So if you want a really uh, monotone video, go check that one out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
Well, hey, dude, I think you absolutely rocked it. Everybody watching the live show rocked it. Podcast listeners, if you want a chance to join us live, you got to go to the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com. I'll leave it in the show notes, facebook.com forward slash Nez Nation Live. Again, Dan Courier, founder and head creator over at Creator Fundamentals, growing his YouTube channel in less than 12 months to almost 10,000 subscribers. He's going to get there. He'll probably get there by the end of this month or maybe the mid-May, I would say. He's almost there practically. Um, I just want to say on behalf of Nez Nation, Dan, you have been awesome. You have really, really given us a lot. Thank you for your time. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure, brother. It's been a pleasure to be on. Okay, guys, that's it for this episode of Nez Nation Live, episode 12. Again, this is your one-stop shop, y'all. Anything you ever need to know about what's happening, the latest and greatest in digital media communications and business, we're trying to bring a little humanness to this digitalness. Thank you so much for checking in. Please join us. Please join us. ProfessorNez.com forward slash podcast. We're everywhere. We'd love to see you. We'd love to hear you. We'd love to have you. Thank you again. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Peace out, y'all.